our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy this morning? Amen. Uh, as the song service was going forth, I, had, I was done with my meditation and my notes. So I was just dancing in the office. I'm just having uh, some good time. You know, when you dance alone, you don't care whether you are in tune or out of tune. But I was doing pretty good. Trust me. Amen. So I was thinking, I say, oh, Masuma wants me by the time I get to the pulpit, I'm already sweaty because of all the dancing. Amen. Uh, brother, who is Brother Nathaniel? Brother Nathaniel and I, we had gone to Brother Philip. We went to baptize his sister, Daphne. It was last week. Was it Monday, Brother Philip? Tuesday. Yes. So when Brother Philip normally baptizes, when he gets into the pool, he loves this song, Where He Leads Me, I Will Follow. Amen. Brother Nathaniel, where, who were you singing with? Oh. <laughs> my God. Ah, my. All right. Okay, I will fix it. Oh, I thought I was baking you up. Hallelujah. There we go, folks. I tried. He. he he spent time most of, most of you, so he's already like you. Amen. Amen. But we had a great time. God bless you richly. That is one song that I normally would want to sing one day. Amen. But we appreciate everything. We appreciate the Lord this morning. Uh, my message this morning, I want to speak on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I I don't know whether, have you ever experienced what I ever experienced where your heart is just full of gratitude and, and you cannot just contain it, just being thankful and sometimes not because some th- things are going right, but just because for some reason you just say, ah, I'm a child of the Most High God. Amen. So it has just been something that was quiet in my heart, this gratitude. And I thought maybe we should speak on thanksgiving. Amen. Let us, uh, God bless you musicians, let us turn to the book of Hezekiel. The other stuff I will just say before I get to preach. that are born in March, we normally say you can be thankful too much in March. You can pray too much. You can encourage it too much. There's a lot of things that you can do too much in March. Amen. God bless you, Sister Cindy. Hope you had a blessed uh, birthday. And Sister Salumi had one the previous time as well. God bless you richly. 
In the book of Hezekiel 37 is the chapter. The verse is verse 13, 1, 3. It reads in this manner, if it is found, is it found? Ye shall know that I am the Lord. Ah, we can read it, folks. He shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O oh, my people, and brought you up out of your graves. God is going to bring us out of our graves. I know sometimes you are thinking of the natural grave. The devil has got so many graves. Depression grave, cancer grave. But God is going to bring you about, out of all your graves. And shall put my spirit in you. And ye shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it. And performed it. Saith the Lord. Folks, if he speaks it, he is going to perform it. Do I have witnesses in the building? If he speaks it, he is going to perform it. No matter how paradoxical it may seem, when all is said and done, he is going to perform it. Ephesians, or maybe just go to Isaiah 55, verse 9. Isaiah 55, verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God thinks bigger than you think. He speaks bigger than you speak. His ways are higher than your ways. For as the rain cometh down, down, and the snow from heaven, and and returneth not thither, thither, but watereth the earth, and and maketh it bring forth, and and bat, that it may give seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. So shall my weight be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. 
folks, it shall not return to him void. When God sends the wheat, it will not return to him void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. You are not reading the way I would want. But it shall accomplish that which I please. The way it is yet to accomplish certain things that has got to please the maker. And it shall prosper in the thing where to I send it. When the way it is sent into you, the way it will prosper in you. Are you with me? Ephesians 5. Verse 27, before I allow you to sit. Ephesians 5, verse 27. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. He will present unto himself a church without spot or wrinkle and without blemish, which will be holy. Are you with me? Amen. Do you agree that if he speaks it, he will perform it? Amen. And do you agree that the word of God will never go forth and not accomplish what it was sent for? Amen. Are you with me? Amen. How many how many are the materialization of the word this morning? Amen. That's it. That's it. That's me. When God spoke that there shall be a believer, Brother Madiba, here am I. When God said there will be a church, I am part of that church. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. These things, don't, don't push them to the third person. It is, it is meant for you. Amen. Shall we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this morning. Made it possible for us to be here. You preserved us on the roads as we were traveling about. At workplaces, some Brothers here are operating big machineries. It is not because there are safety measures. It's because your grace is upon them. And this morning we've got sisters that are here that you are protecting them in this world that has become so cruel to the female species. But our grace, your hand is upon our sisters. And I think, Lord, it behooves us this morning to once again say thank you Thank you for your protection and thank you for your guidance. And dear God, as I'm standing here reporting for duty, I'm not here to speak my likes. I'm not here to speak my thoughts. I'm not here to speak my preferences. Lord, I'm submitting myself to the operation of the Holy Spirit that let it be God that will move upon his people 
that when we come to the end of the service, there is one word that must describe this service, edification for the church. And dear God, so that those that are encouraged, discouraged may be encouraged this morning. If there is somebody that is sick in our midst, we are as well reporting that sickness to you as the great physician. May you administer healing. If there is somebody here that is not feeling well, for whatever reasons, it may be spiritually, dear God, we are reporting that condition to you. May you, dear God, come and do a complete job. I've never seen you doing a half-done job. Whatever you do, you do to the uttermost. You heal to the uttermost. You save to the uttermost. You bless to the uttermost. Everything, even this morning, this service, you will do it to the uttermost. May you bless the believers as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. God bless you, Brother Chetty. Good to see you. He, had, he was just on as prolonged waking hours last week, but we thank God that God intervened and brought the hours to normality. Amen. Amen. Uh, I see Sister Malaka. God bless you. Good to see you as well. You are welcome. Amen. And everybody else this morning, you certainly are welcome. Amen. Now, I want to speak on Thanksgiving. I think the brothers have, uh, Brother Mpanyana has just reported that we are going to have a, a convention. Is there an amen in the building? Amen. How many love special meetings? Amen. I'd, I was driving with another elder some time back, and he said to me, Brother Madiba, when you organize meetings, um, there's money to be spent. But he told me that he, there has never been a loss of money for spending on the Lord. There's never been a loss of money for spending on the Lord. Amen. And quite frankly, rather than me traveling on some holiday with my wife, I'd rather have meetings with the church. Amen. Isn't it beautiful when we are together feeding on the way? Amen. So uh, the leadership team said we must have a convention. We'll have it for the Easter convention. And I promise you, we are going to have a blessed time. Amen. I hear Brother Mpanyana announcing that Brother uh, Grace has has gotten us a security guard. Amen. I want to explain something, folks. The church does not have money. But God grants men that have got means to help the church. I want to explain that so that you get it. The church has no money. But God strategically places people there that have got a means to help the church. 
Are you with me? What is, what is your first and foremost duty upon the face of the earth? You can be very much confident than that. Serve God. And it's in line with the scripture. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Then what happens after? Then bonuses are added. Hallelujah. But the problem, we want bonuses first and seek the kingdom after. That's the wrong formula. It's not a scriptural formula. Are you with me? You see, uh, I don't care what the economy looks like. You are going to be blessed. Um, I'm going to say amen on your behalf. No matter the state of the economy, you are going to be blessed. Why, why are you being blessed? Because the work of the Lord cannot go forward with unblessed people. It's simple as that. Are we together? I've got young ones since the Lindogutle came into my office not long and said, Pastor, there is something that I need. Uh, can you pray with me? Uh, and it needed to be done that week. And we prayed. And she came back and said, Pastor, as we prayed, the Lord has granted it. Yeah. All our, our, our uh, graduates here that are here, uh, that school kids that have come here, None of them is without a job. As soon as they finish, Sister Levold wasn't quite sure which offer to take. In this economy. In this economy. Are you with me? Sister Angela, she's a, are you a tutor now? She's a tutor. Did very well. Say, are you? You're not going away. You're going to be a tutor. Are you with me? So, uh, don't stop making me look at the uh, uh, South African economy. I, I'm not interested in that economy. There is a higher economy that I'm interested in. And it's the economy of the Lord Jesus Christ. David says, I was young, now I'm old. I have never seen the Russians being forsaken by the Lord. I have never. Are you with me? Yes. Folks, we don't survive by luck. We survive by blessing. Yes. You know, and once a blessing is given, it can never reversed. It can never be reversed. Ask Brother Billiam and Brother Balak. They connived and say, this blessing that is upon Israel, let it be sent back. Did God send it back? Were they perfect people? The, I mean, that church of Moses was a very troublesome church. Every day they complain about this and that. But even when the enemy came and said, these people, the blessing must be reversed. God said, whoever blesses them, I will bless you. Whoever curses them, I will curse them. Are we together? And today you are standing exactly where Israel, Israel, the Israelites are the servants. 
you are not a servant. You are the wife. So if a guy treats his gardener so good, you wonder what he's going to do to his wife. I'm preaching here, folks. I, I mean, it will take a very man with a twisted mind to treat a gardener better than his wife. If you really see a gardener enjoying some juice, you must know that the wife will really enjoy an exotic uh, juice that is an import from somewhere. Uh, is it like that, folks? Amen. Now, we, we, we really thank God. So, in December, I remember Brother Mutlavi said, don't worry about the convention, Pastor. Uh, sent the bill and we sent the bill and the bill was settled. Uh, yes. And don't think that they've got money. Because somebody says, ah, it's because, no. Some, they take their last money and say, this is I'm giving to the work of the Lord. Amen. Now, then we had a convention. Now, we were sitting thinking about this convention with the building program that is coming up because that building we want to not we want we are planning to finish it on in record time in record time yeah we're gonna have it in record time but we said while planning for the building do we just leave the believers not doing anything for the easter then I said, the Easter is very important because it is the resurrection and the death of our Lord, the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot make the believers to lot around. We're going to have a convention. Amen. We said, we don't care what it costs, we'll have it. Non-negotiable. Amen. Now, Brother Mpanyana said, no, send the bill to me. This time I'll settle it. I'm glad you have sleeping hands and it's very good. It's not a demonstration that people have money. It's a demonstration that people take the work of the Lord seriously. Because there are many things that one can do with that money. You can fly to Thailand. There's many things. But somebody say, because it's the work of the Lord, this is, must be supported. Amen. Uh, Sister Chetty, during the convention, her passion is just to cook for ministers. If she doesn't cook for ministers, she will not be happy. Amen. That I know. You see, it's not something... A sheep, I said last week, you don't teach the sheep to bear wool. It bears wool automatically. You can't have a meeting and say, a sheep, today we're going to have a wool. No, 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 no. If it's not in the person, don't put it in the person. People are gifted differently. Are we together? And if one brother is able to do that, it doesn't disqualify another brother who cannot do it. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord and I as a, we as a friend. You are a very good, very easy group to pastor. Whenever I meet certain pastors, it becomes like an AA meeting. 
because of the trauma that the church really inflicts on ministers. But here, uh, horrendous stories that I normally hear, I don't hear them. I've never experienced that. You are a sweet bunch of people to lead. Amen. Amen. So we appreciate it. Now, and whatever you do for my family, this quite a, as Brother Branham normally would come and appreciate what the church was doing for his family. Uh, normally, uh, these believers that would do things for my family, it was in Jen uh, and Sister uh, Sandy and Brother Watt just stepped in and said, here is the voucher for Woolworth. Ah, then that general was a very easy one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, the other time I was in the shop at the mall, a very, very, and I, I don't know, I was just taking chances in that shop, but they allowed me to take chances. So I was fitting a jacket, very, very uh, quality jacket, but very pricey. You know, price and uh, cost and quality, they go together. Uh, uh, you want a coat? Go and punch uh, in the message. Brother Brenham says, it takes a, a quality cotton to hold a minister. Yes, it's a direct quote from Brother Brenham. Go, go and shake it. He says, this, this, he actually says, these cheap ones, they get worn out very easily. It's a quote. Yeah. Mere, you, by now you know that everything that I say, there is a coat. Now I was fitting this jacket, now I was wondering. Then they told me that they had made it for another person and he had not come to fetch it. So I think he realized that he took a chance, he did not come and fetch it. So I was feeding it today. Now I hear the voice behind it was Brother Dipadi. Then he says, ah, it suits you perfectly. I passed, this is, well, they made it for you. I said, ah, it's not for me, unfortunately. They, I was just feeding it. I just found it. He says, ah, how much is the jacket? They gave a price. Then he said, ah, bring the shop machine. Yeah, maybe the thing is the treasure, it was a lighthouse tabernacle car. Ah, it was his cart. So I said, Pastor, yeah, amen. amen. And that suit, whenever I'm wearing it, hey, it sets the tongues wagging, Brother Dipper. Amen. It has some spiritual swag. I love it so much. So we appreciate so much. Amen. We appreciate so much. But the greatest of all, I would want to see you in the rapture. And that, is the, that is the end goal. That's where I would want to see every person there in the rapture. Amen. Whatever you do for the kingdom of God, keep on doing that. Amen. Now, where do we begin? I... This... I was, I was baptized in the same month that I was born in. So I was baptized in March, and I was born in March. Now, I was, I was reflecting for a number of years that I've been around 
and preach this message. And I realized that this year, it would be my 25th year behind the pulpit. Oh, I know. Somebody is looking and say, but you look young. Yeah. I started very, very young. For fifth, at the age of 15, that's when I stepped behind the pulpit to preach the message of the hour. It has been 25 years. I know there are people that have preached much longer than that. Doesn't Years don't mean much. But one thing that I want to say, especially to the young ones, 25 years later, I do not regret to have been preaching this message. I do not regret to have preached this message. And 25 years later, I do not even have the slightest doubt that this message is the truth. Uh, are you with me, people? Twenty, others, they say 25 years later, I'm leaving the message. I'm, I want to tell you the reasons why 25 years later, I'm sticking with the message. Uh, are you with me? You are not saying amen, you make me doubtful. Are you happy to be in the message? Are you happy to follow this messenger of the God in the end time? How many, how, how many here have, has this message delivered results in their lives? How many have got a better alternative than this message? You know, I was invited by the chief critic of this message on a global scale. They had sent me a message. He knows me, I know him. And I knew that he was backsliding before he backslid. Now, they sent me a message and said, it was, it was some, an independent organization that said, we want you and this guy to come and debate whether William Brenham was the true man of God. Now, message believers, whenever they hear debate, then they run. And they will even get a quotation somewhere and say, Brother Brenham said we must not debate. But Paul, he spent a lot of time in the temple debating with the scribe and the Sadducees. You remember, he even caused a division amongst them when he brought up the subject of the resurrection because the Pharisees, they believed in the angels, the spirit, and the resurrection, and the Sadducees didn't believe in that. Then they had to let him go. This message, we can defend this message on a national stage. I say we can defend this message on a national stage. Now, I said uh, if these people that are inviting me are not believers, if I tell them that, no, I'm not interested, they're going to say, that means he knows that that is not the truth. So I say, by all means, I'm available. Just tell me when and how and tell me which platform we're going to take it up. Then it was last, sometime last year, around November, when the date was approaching, I got a notification that, no, it has been postponed to the December. 
When the December date approached, I was told, no, it has been postponed to Jan. When Jan approached, I was told it was postponed to March. They have gone quiet. Why? It's because he knows that the message is the truth. And this is what I was going to do. I was going to say, I'm not here to defend William Brenham. And we are not here to defend William Brenham. The weight will defend itself. We don't defend a personality. I was going to say, if they had given me a time, I was going to request that if this man says the prophet is wrong and is a false prophet, for the next 30 minutes I would want to agree with him and say, William Brenham is a non-entity. Let's put him aside. Don't fall off your chair, brethren. This is a tactic. I was going to say, put him aside. Uh, if he says he's a false prophet, it's fine. Let's put it aside. But I've got a question after we've put him aside. How do we baptize? What is the connection between Matthew 28, verse 19, and Acts 2, verse 38? What is the connection? I want to know from the critic himself. I want to know from the critic himself what can I leave my wife and marry another wife? I knew that if you take it that way, a critic would never, no one in our generation can be able to explain the relationship between Matthew 28 verse 19 and Acts 238 without being exposed to the message of the hour. You can't explain it. No one can articulate marriage and divorce without referencing back to the, to the prophet of the hour. So our, what I was going to, I was going to remove the messenger and allow the message to defend itself without being linked to the personality. Because this message, it was not the message of William Brenham. It was the message of God in the end time. Are you with me? Those that are influenced by the internet and people that uh, criticize the message, ask them a simple question. Where do they fellowship now? And how do they do things where they are now? Then you will see that there is a problem. Amen. Amen. But we will never leave this prophet messenger. We will never leave this prophet messenger. Amen. Amen. Now, in the message, the invisible union of the bride, paragraph 1-4, Brother Brenham says, now to the local assembly here, Brother Jack's Tabernacle, he was preaching this at Brother Jack's Tabernacle, which was Life Tabernacle, if my memory serves me correctly, and just going to ask you a favor tonight, being that I was going to give my thanksgiving message across the nation. This message, the invisible union of the bride, was preached across the nation. When he, in the beginning, when you check in that message, he says, we want to greet the church in Tucson. We want to greet the church in Jeffersonville. We want to greet the church in Phoenix. He keeps on mentioning all people, uh, groups that were following the message. He says, as I'm speaking right now, 
I'm speaking to the whole people, all the people that are following the message of the hour. Now, it was made possible by Brother Peregrine through the telephone hookups that Brother Branham can address all the believers across the different states at the same time. And he says, I'm a, this is across the nation tonight to our local churches that's following the message. I may be a little bit lengthy, and then again, I may preach some doctrine, but it says, I was going to, I'm going to give my thanksgiving message. When you say you have thanksgiving, it means that there is something that has happened. Are you here, people? There is something that has happened that you appreciate. And you are coming to the very person that has done it to offer thanksgiving. So, Brother Brenham, why would Brother Brenham give a thanksgiving in 1965, 25th November, a month before he could die? Exactly a month before he comes, he says, I've got a thanksgiving message. What does it mean? You bear with me. I believe that he saw that what the message was intended to achieve had already achieved that. I'll repeat the statement. He saw that what the message was intended to achieve, the message had already achieved that intention. Are you, are you with me? Now, somebody says, Brother Madiba, but I was not born in 1965. Uh, we were not around in 1965. Remember, when we speak about God and we speak about the things of God, we speak about eternal things. You were not born, but your theophany was there. I say you were not born, but your theophany is there. Why? God says, if I spoke it, I will perform it. If God says something, consider it done. I say, if God speaks something, consider it done. Are you with me? Don't wait for it. Start celebrating and say, it's already done. If, if, if Brother Branham say it's a thanksgiving message, and yet the message was still yet to run another 50 years, there's been more than 50 years since he was taken off the scene, that means he must have seen something through the prophetic eye that although I will not be around, but this message will definitely achieve the results that it was meant to achieve. Here's a statement. This message shall be preached in the jungles of Africa. Has it happened? I've got some people here that are from the jungles of Africa. Has it happened? Did he see those jungles? He did not see. He, he, if God, it was not Brother Branham speaking. It was God who spoke it. And when God speaks it, it, already, it has already materialized. All it is waiting for, it is the manifestation. And you and I, we're not living during the time of the spoken word, but we're living during the time of the manifestation of the spoken word. He, he says, in, just if I run ahead of myself, he says they, they, in the jungles of Africa, they will put some funny things into their ears to listen to the message with. It was before you could have your steel, your workmen. 
Hallelujah. But here is the prophet of God that in the jungles of Africa, there will be earphones. And through the earphones, people will hear the message of the hour. You and I, are we not living during the time of the fulfillment of that spoken word? Folks, there is a time for prophecy, but there is a time for the fulfillment of the prophecy. The devil is not dangerous during the time when the prophecy is uttered. He is dangerous during the time when the prophecy is about to be fulfilled. The devil is more dangerous today than when Brother Brenham was around. Why? Because when Brother Brenham was here, it was a, a prophecy after a prophecy, but today it's a fulfillment after a fulfillment. The devil hates the fulfillment because the fulfillment of the prophecy proves that God can never be a liar. I say the fulfillment of the prophecy proves that God can never be a liar. And this morning, help me preach this morning, God is not a liar. I say God is not a liar. Everything that he said it will be done has been done. And if, if there is anything pending, wait upon it, it will be fulfilled. This message will never fail, folks. This message will never fail. Are you with me? Now, in the message, present stage of my ministry, paragraph 121, Brother Bram says, Well, all men have forsaken me. This is the prophet after great men had surrounded him, at some point in time, they all left. Are you with me? The truth is not determined by the number of people that support it. The truth is not determined by the number of people that believe it. Even when no one believes the truth, the truth remains the truth. That is why, if somebody ever spoke a lie about you, don't defend yourself. Because the truth has got, the lie has got a tendency of running around the world while the truth is preparing to go. But once the truth catches up with that lie, and a lie is always well-dressed, but the naked truth will always unveil a well-dressed lie. You know what I'm talking about here. But there is one thing. He stood by me. Who are we following, folks? Are we following men that were following Brother Brenham? Are we following men that were following Brother Brenham? What does Paul say? He says, follow who? As he follows who? Folks, you are sleeping on me this morning. There's a demon of sleepness here. Paul says, follow me as I follow who? Now, Paul, if you, you say we must follow you, who are you? Because we live during a time where people say, I will follow no man. I will only follow Christ. But the script Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Are we together? Moses says, follow me as I follow the angel. Are you with me? 
and when you follow a man, check who that man is following. Because every man is following something. But, but by their fruits, you shall know them. Brother Branham has never had a scandal, folks. Brother Branham has never had a scandal. Brother Branham has never had a fake miracle. Brother Branham has never had a fake miracle. All miracles were authenticated. And in some instances were authenticated by medical doctors. I asked a critic of the message the other time. I sent him a picture of Florence Nightingale. You remember when she was thin and had lost weight. I say, this is before picture. This is after picture when she was well dressed as a sister healed. I say, in whose power did this woman get healed? In whose power? Did this woman get, this is, this is, folks, this is not, I heard another man saying that. This is graphic material. Cancer ravaged woman, but yet healed completely and thanking God. In whose power did Florence Nightingale get healed? Who healed Florence Nightingale? It was not William Brenham. It was God himself. And I'm saying the very God that healed Florence Nightingale is the very God that brought the message our way. Hallelujah. I hope you are with me. He says, all, all men have forsaken me, but there's one thing. He stood by me. I'm not, I, wasn't, I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision that happened down there on the river. Many have become disobedient to that heavenly vision. What was the heavenly vision that happened down at the river? As John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, your ministry shall forerun his second coming. Anyone, anyone that can claim to be a great man after Brother Brenham than Christ he is disobeying the heavenly vision. You, you, how do you slaughter yourself? How do I slaughter my you in? You, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, your message shall forerun his second coming. Where do we slaughter a German brother here? Where do you slaughter a, a Singapore brother here? Where do you slaughter in a, a, an American brother here? The person that this message was to introduce is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Any other thing, it is a disobedience to that heavenly vision. He says, I have stayed true to him. He has been true to me. I am trusting in him someday. I don't know when for a crowning of my ministry... I've stayed just as true as I could be. I don't know what it will be. I don't know when it will be. And I just, when he's ready, I am. I don't care. I hope he will crown my ministry of this, of letting me take the clothes of the weight and dress his bride in the clothes of the weight and for his righteousness. 
I hope he will crown me and let me stand on that day and say, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. This was set on the 8th of September 1962, few months prior to 1963. And we know just recently on the 28th of February, we were celebrating the appearance of the cloud over Arizona. Are you still with me? In 1962, he says, he will crown my ministry and let me stand on that day and say, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. In 1963, he preaches the message, it is the rising of the sun. He comes with a picture before the church and he says, do you see his beard? Do you see his eyes? He says, it is our Lord Jesus Christ up there. Are you here, people? What was Brother Brenham doing here? What God promised him, God fulfilled it. I hope we are still still together here. One thing for sure, folks, despite the mess, we are going to have a virtuous bride. Despite the great falling away, we are going to have a virtuous bride. Despite the attack on the message, we are going to have a virtuous bride. Despite the criticism, we are going to have a virtuous bride. Despite people quitting the message, we are going to have a virtuous bride. And some of us this morning will say, if we become last people standing, so be it, Lord. But we are not going anywhere. We are here to stay. Are you here? I hope we are together. Now, in the message the invisible union of the bride. It's a phrase that I just want to read. Brother says, God is going to have a virtuous church. Listen to the phrase. Not God may have a virtuous church. God is going to have a virtuous church. We are not operating on probabilities. We are not operating that if certain people agree, God may have a bride. God is going to have a virtuous church. Whether you like it or not, God is going to have a virtuous church. There's going to be a church in the end time. And that church is going to stand. Are we together? Are you part of that church? Hallelujah. Are you going to the rapture? Does this message have the enough voltage to take you into the rapture? Folks, I don't care what Satan does. It is non-negotiable. There's going to be a rapture church in the end time. Young people, are you here? Despite the corruption among young people, there's going to be young people that are going to be part of the rapture. There's going to be married people that are going to be part of the rapture. In the day of judgment, every sector, every class of people will be represented. Married people will be there and say, we lived it down during that time. Hallelujah. I hope we are together. Now, Brother Bram says, in this message, the unveiling of God. He says, It's just another phrase that caught me there as well. He says, None of that 
None of that was outside of the messages will ever come to life. I'll read the phrase again. None of that, none of that was outside of the messages will ever come to life. What does Brother Brenham say? Nothing that is outside the message will come to life. You can say better amen than that one. Nothing that is outside the message will come to life. If a doctrine is not authenticated or is not in the message, it will never come to life. No matter how many people believe it, it will never come to life. The only thing that will come to life is everything that was included in the message. Anything outside that will never come to life. Are you still with me? I'm back on the invisible union of the bride. A preacher yesterday said, a woman is chosen among women. That means you don't get wives, you get a wife. And you choose a wife among, among women, not wives. Amen. You choose a wife among women and say, this one. Brother Brandon normally would say, there are many women in the building, but says it's only me that will go home with me. Why? In this end time, we have had churches, movements, but God has chosen only one bride. That bride, how we make it up, is not a particular local assembly. It's not a lighthouse tabernacle. Lighthouse tabernacle has got three kinds of believers. It is not Cloverdale Bible Way or Brother Ed Biscal's Church or Brother Doni or Brother Tim or Brother Dioka. None of that. Even in their church, they've got three kinds of believers. This is individual members from different local assemblies around the globe. And no one can be a bride member without receiving the revelation of their day. Amen. Folks, I know humanity loves shortcuts. I say no one, I understand myself very well, no one can be a bride member without receiving the revelation of your day. Why? What, what makes you to be a bride member? The baptism of the Holy Ghost. And Brahman said, what is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost? It's not when you sing at a high note. It's not when you preach a good sermon. He says the evidence of the Holy Ghost, it is the recognition of the message of your hour and the acceptance of that message. And you live in that message. It is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me? I, I, I want to remove this thing because, I mean, if, if you are in metric and you just hear everybody saying, it doesn't matter who, who's what, we are all students, you're going to have a problem because what's happening, there is a, there is a hierarchy. You, you came from somewhere and came to a grade 6, grade 7, grade 8, grade 9, grade 10, grade 11, grade 12. But if you hear someone that is in grade 7 say, it doesn't matter, we're all in high school. It matters. Some of us, we are in high school, but we are not coming next year. I say some of us were in high school, spiritually speaking, in high school, but we are not coming next year. 
some of us, we are here, we are part of the church, we worship the Lord Jesus Christ, but we are going into the rapture. We are not going through the tribulation. Are you with me? This message, where is the rapturing faith lying in today? Where is the rapturing message lying today? Where is the rapturing message lying today, folks? In the tapes. Did you understand myself very well? In the tapes. That means, that means, do you allow me to preach? Chibi Joshua can preach the message and preach the gospel, but it has no rapturing power. I said, Tibi Joshua can preach the gospel, but it has no rapturing power. Uh, folks, with all due respect, T.D. Jakes is a good man. I read about his book, Very Sincere Man. Where, how he got where he was, it is by sheer, he worked very hard. The man is as sincere as he can be. And he's trying the best that he can do. But, his message does not have a rapturing power. It, it can help you face the boss on Monday morning with some positivity, but it, it will never change your body. Joel Usten's message is, is an articulate young man. I mean, his dad died of heart attack in 1999. A church was 6,000 people. And after that, he just came. He was just a, a, a cameraman in the church. After he died, he took over his father's church. He grew the church from 6,000 members to 45,000 members. Articulate young man. For the one to get there, you've got to have a certain degree of dedication in what you are doing. So I'm, I'm not trying to downgrade what they are doing. They are doing the best that they can do for the gospel. But his message does not have a rapturing power. I say his message does not have a rapturing power. The only message in the end time that has a rapturing power, it is the message that came through Malachi 4. Other messages are good, positive, they can encourage you, build your confidence, but this is a rapture call. Not only a rapture call, but the resurrection call. Because the Lord himself shall descend with a shout. What is the shout? The message of the hour. Which message came through Malachi 4? And with a trumpet, with a shout, with a voice, the voice is the voice of the resurrection, and the trumpet to call us to the wedding supper. The only thing that does that is the message of William Brennan. Why am I saying this morning it's a thanksgiving? I'm saying over in recent years, the message has been attacked from all zones. It has been attacked inside and outside. But the beauty about it, despite the misrepresentation, despite the attack, despite the criticism, despite the junk that we see on the internet about the message, there is still hunger for the message. I say, folks, there is still hunger for the message. And wherever the message goeth, people realize it is different. Tell me, folks, how many people have pushed books, all sorts of books, into Russia? But when the message, uh, the, the message books were in a cargo and went into Russia, it, it caused a stir 
within the Russian intelligence community. And they looked there and they were wondering because the message said, watch the king of the north, Russia. And they wonder that we've had messages here. All the talk is that the Lord Jesus Christ is a savior. But here is the message. There is a prophecy in the message about our nation. What is this message? Where does it come from? Who preached this message? It's because in the end time, we had Elijah. Now the Russian intelligence, they realize the things that we speak about in our secret chamber. There are already certain people have got that information. What is happening? Brother Ram said Russia is turning ahead, yes, ahead of America. Where can we get that information? He says Russia is better developed military than America. And I think those guys, when they saw that, they must have wondered, are they spying on us? Yes, there was Elijah in the end time. The Elijah of the old, the Elijah of the old knew when the Syrians were coming and could tell them that this is how they will come. This is how they will come afloat. When they came, Israel already knew. Until somebody said, we've got a spy among ourselves. But there was a brother that knew about the message. And said, King, wait a minute. We don't have a spy here. There is a prophet in Israel. Even whatever you plan in your bedroom, he knows what you are planning. In the end time, we have had Elijah. I don't care what the world is planning. Everything that they are planning, we already know about it. I say, we already know about it. The Pope is not going to ambush us. Russia is not going to ambush us. Oh, these days I've seen even message believers have forgotten something. They think that Donald Trump is a Christian. Uh, believers, which books are you reading? Well, Brother Brennan, in 1957, he says, America is doomed. You want to tell me in 2019 that there is hope because there is Donald Trump. The word of God will never return to him void. Brother Bram said, America is finished. And in 2019, I say, America is finished. I don't care who they put there in the White House. It is finished. And actually, no one will ever be a president of America without the approval of Catholic. Punch, punch in your computer on Google because you love Google and say Catholic vote America. You'll know that Catholic vote is what determines who become a president. And your prophet in the 50s, he says, now we are getting a Joseph that knows no freedom of religion. Pharaoh, who knows no freedom of religion? He says from now, no one will be in the White House without Catholic having a hand. And you, I'm coming to you, message believers, especially black ones. They want, some of them have got, they are so politically corrupted that they would want to debate with Brother Bram when Brother Bram say, I disagree with Martin Luther King. Because you regard him as the leader of the civic, civic uh, rights movement. Folks, there is politics and there is the word of God. The word of God is not politics. Quote Martin Luther the way you want to quote him. Brother Mose said, I wish. He said, I wish I could have a wait with Martin Luther. He says, at the rate at which he's going, he's going to create chaos. And actually, I'm going to tell you what Brother Branham said. He said, if I could get Martin Luther, 
I would explain to him that, listen, don't do what you are doing. Because it was during the time of the Jekro law, law in America, the segregation law. Now, certain people were saying, we want our children to be in the white schools. I'm preaching the gospel here. Now, we want our children, Brother Brown say, come on, if a black teacher, what, what makes a black parent to think that a white teacher will, th- will take care better of their children than a black teacher? It says in the message, he was saying, people, have confidence that you can do it. That's why I believe in Brother Brenham than Martin Luther. I believe in Brother Brenham better than Malcolm X. Because he told me that it does not matter what you are. You are God's creation. And have confidence in what God created you to be. Are you here? I'm talking about Derekote. If you want, go and check. It is there in the message. And actually, even Martin Luther, that's why Brother Brennan means so much to me than the rest of your evangelists that came here. I've read of great evangelists that came onto this continent. There's only one that came and said, me, I will not preach only to white people or black people or Indian. I want them to come together so that we can have church because God is a God of variety. And said, let us go to Deben where everybody is going to be there. Brother Mama said, when they began to sing Only Believe, all racial walls were broken. This message breaks racial walls. This message breaks national walls. Are we together? That's why you cannot be in this church and feel that there is a Zimbabwean and a South African. We've got no such. We are, we are coming from eternity. Hallelujah. We are higher than our nationality. We are higher than our race. This is what this message has produced. And go and check. Let me educate other people. The reason Brother Brenham said, I disagree with Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was politically correct, but scripturally wrong. I'll repeat the statement. He was political. Brother Brenham, what broke his heart is because, uh, who is that president in America? Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. You remember how Lincoln is the one that abolished slavery? He was a man of God. Now, when Lincoln abolished slavery, Lincoln was coming from the Republican Party. And Republican Party was a godly party, for a lack of a better word, because it comes from the lineage of George Washington, if you get what I mean. Now, in nine, when, 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 when I think it was, who, it was Dixon, Dixon, when he was competing with, uh, 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 contesting against J.F. Kennedy, Brother Brenham comes before the church. He says, I don't like J.F. Kennedy. Now, Stay with me. Martin Luther was a friend of J.F. Kennedy. Martin Luther was rallying the whole black people to support J.F. Kennedy. And Brother Brown said, it looked right. He looks like a Democrat. But the problem, there is a Catholic spirit behind J.F. Kennedy. And it says, women love him because the anointing that was on J.F. Kennedy, it was the same anointing that was on Ahab. He was a ladies' man. 
If you want it in current time, that same spirit went on Bill Clinton. Ladies and men, absolutely charming. Are you with me? So Brother Branham was saying, if you vote for this man, you are voting for Catholic to take over. And what is Catholic? It is the ushering of the mark of the beast. That is why. Don't follow a politician. Follow the word of God. The prophet will never be wrong. I said the prophet will never be wrong. Folks, politicians, they see up to a point. And actually, somebody defined politics better. He says, it is the art of making your personal interest to look like national interest. How many agree with me? Uh, Don't follow that. Follow the word of God. The word of God is higher than politics. Are we together? And even now, I agree with Brother Brenham that Martin Luther King was wrong to support J.F. Kennedy. And we have seen how the scriptures just happened. Are we together? Amen. And don't ever doubt the credentials of Brother Brenham because as I indicated, he's the only one that came and told the government then that we'll have a meeting where everybody is there. Only one. Go and check in history. It has never happened. Only one that God said we must all gather together. Amen. Are you with me? In the message, the invisible union of the bride, paragraph 277, Bram says, you are, not, you are not only that, but you are going to the wedding in the sky. Folks, you are going to the wedding in the sky. He says, you are wearing the wedding band of predestinated and merited grace, a wedding band of grace and merited of your own. I don't know whether you check certain things there. When do you wear a, a, a wedding band? When you do what? When you merit, you wear a wedding band. Brother Brenham, actually, when he says you are wearing a, you are, you are wearing a wedding band, what does it mean? You are already married. The church is already married. We are going to the wedding supper to celebrate the marriage that has already taken place here. And my question, who officiated that marriage? Who was the marriage officer in the end time? Who was the marriage officer in the end time? As Eliezer was the marriage officer between Rebecca. And Isaac, brother Brenham in the end time, was the Eliezer between the bride and the groom. Folks, you can never impress the king unless you've got the secrets of the palace. Esther had to have somebody inside that told her that according to the king, this is how the king prefers it. This is how you walk before the king. This is how you present yourself. Are you still with me? In the end time, no church can ever impress the Christ without being presented by the messenger. Uh, Have you ever seen where... You, you are dressing in a certain way. You think you are impressing the king. Only to find out that the king is the very thing that he hates. As you walk there, he says, what is this woman doing? Catch her by the side because of how she is dressed. I don't like it. 
But in the end time, we know somebody that knew the heart of the king. Somebody that came and said, my children, this is how you walk. This is how you talk. Hallelujah. And when we walk, when other churches went past, the king looked the other way because it was repulsive. But when you came and singing onward Christian soldier, glory, they can see, this is the bone of my bones. This is the flesh of my flesh. This is the spirit of my spirit. This message is here to approve you. I say this message is here to approve you. Without this message, you are disapproved. But this message is the one that comes to approve you. You can never approach the king without a mediator. Somebody as an in-go-in-between person, there's got to be somebody that comes in between. That's it. This is the language that you use when you speak to the king. I told you the other time I got into the Ndebele king palace and I... I was still a youngster, drove my car very fast, parked there, dust all over, came out, saw a bunch of men there under the tree, went to them, say, how are you guys, good to see you. And I started wanting to shake the hands, somebody grabbed me. It was quite a, I think to them it was quite a culture shock, because I was coming from Pretoria, that's how we do things there. Now... Then they put me down. This guy said, look, are you aware that you are in the palace? Then I realized that it looks like I'm in trouble here. Then I was about to grab the hand of the king. Then this man said, you can never hold the king with your hand. Sit here. And we're sitting like these brothers here. The king was sitting this side. I was sitting here. And this guy was sitting here. Now, I was speaking to the king. The king, he was in the valley. This guy was in the valley. I was speaking in the valley. Now, whenever I spoke, this guy will repeat exactly what I spoke to the king. I was wondering, are we really wasting our time here? Then the king would respond in the valley, and I would hear, it will come to this guy, then he will say, this is what the king says. That's the protocol. Me, I thought I was clever. I can just go and say, hey, king, this is what's happening. And the king responds to me. But the king had a person in between. Like believers in the, today, they think they can go to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, this is what it is. And the Lord comes to us, this way. There's got to be a messenger. That's why there was Paul, there was Irenaeus, there was seven messengers. And in the end time, there is William Brenham between the bride and the king. And this one takes the messages in between. If you don't, if, imagine if I told that guy that, ah, oh, no, I cannot repeat with, uh, we are out of time. Why, why should I say something to you? You say exactly the same thing. They were going to say, leave. If you don't accept the messenger, God will say, those that don't accept Malachi for in the end time, we say what? Those that want, don't want to live according to his message, we say what? Folks, don't say live like you apologize. <laughs> Hallelujah. We will never change the protocols of the palace for an individual. Why? I am a nobody. I come from nowhere. 
I'm still a young man. This guy, this guy, his father was a king. His father's father was a king. This is the tradition that they've had in the palace for as long as they were, there was a kingdom. Are they going to change because there is this boy that thinks he's from a tertiary that can speak English? No, sir. If I don't adhere to the protocols of the palace, I must leave. Oh, that sounds harsh, but that is the truth. God has never spoken at any time without the prophets. If he wanted to speak to the Israelites, he raised Moses. If he wanted to speak to the Israelites, he raised Isaiah. When he came to the Gentiles, he raised Paul. He raised uh, all of them. And today, it can never change. God does not change. No, people think they can bypass the prophet and have a better revelation than he has. Oh, you are really inviting a problem for yourself. Are you with me? Brother says, you are, you are wearing the wedding band of predestinated unmerited grace. And, and when it comes to the wedding... Some said, beauty lies in the eye of the beholder. Although to some, beauty lies in the eye of the beer holder. Now, when a man cometh to choose a wife, it says a lot about that man. It is a very, very important decision that you would ever make after the decision to serve the Lord. It is not supposed to be taken casually. If you love her eyes, there's coming a night or a day where the eyes will be very angry. And still, you still need not to go. You still need to stick with your decision. Like a young man, I had him the other time. He had heard the sister singing in church. Says, if, if I marry that sister, she'll be singing for me the whole night. <laughs> I said, oh, he doesn't know that the same voice that can say amazing grace when that voice is angry, can say something much, be- much worse than that. Amen. Brother Bram says, in the olden days, when a farmer went to look for a bull for breeding purposes, he says he would observe the bull the, the, or the cows, the cows that were coming. He says he, when he's looking for a special breed, and he says when the cows were coming, the certain farmer will look into the eye of that cow. And he says if there was a stare from that cow, he would know that this was not going to be a good mother. There was a certain wild look that the farmer knew that this will be a very wild cow. 
The young man, when he marries, he had better look. And how do you know? If a sister approaches you and proposes you, and you say yes, you are in for hell. Do you hear me, young man? You may break for a moment and say she loves me, she's even texting me. If she's got the ability to approach you, she will have the ability to approach someone else, even when you are married. A woman does not approach, she gets approached. A woman does not propose, she gets proposed to. I know these women that are called themselves triple S, singers, single, successful, what? Single, successful, there's another S there that is missing. Oh, sexy, single, successful, I forgot. They call them the triple S. Such women, they even pay lovola for themselves. Imagine getting married to a woman and she has paid lovola. And she already has a house and a car. And you come only with your jacket. It will take grace for you to be a man in that house. Because every time you say something, she will look at you and say, yeah, if you don't like it, it's the highway or my way. If you don't like it, leave with the same jacket that you came with. Sisters, hear me out. We live in a politically conscious world. Women are being empowered. Even if they empower you, let it ever not be at the expense of your husband. If the employer comes and gives you a pay, a, a, a pay raise and say you were getting 5000 you're going to get 30000 behave and respect your husband who still earns 5000 uh, Can I get an amen? Uh, we are not against that you should be empowered, but it has to go with character. Uh, there's a woman, she's a, I think she's one of the chief executive officers of one of the leading banks. She says, when I'm at work, I'm a leader for whatever reason. She says, but when I go home, I'm the wife. He says, even to this day, despite how successful I am, I don't allow a helper to cook for my husband when I'm around. The way to a man's heart is through the stomach. You lazy sisters that have got helpers, you don't want to cook for your husband. Pass up. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. Hire that helper, but really watch her. And always make sure that you get the one that is older than you to, to avoid problems. You need to, in this world, you need to be wise. Are you with me? If your husband comes late and you wake up, it must never be the helper that wakes up. Uh, am I talking to sisters here? Amen. Amen. 
don't make us to pray for things that you could have avoided. <laughs> Amen. Brahm says, you're wearing the wedding band of predestinated and unmerited grace. I think I've covered this one. Then in this message, Brahm says, I'm still in the invisible union of the bride, paragraph 49. He says, but watch. When the spiritual bride, when she begins to have a revival, when she begins to come back and line herself up with the word of God, watch then again how that the scriptures at that time, there will be a message ship out to catch that bride, catch that woman, the elect lady. Brother, when he preached this message, says, this message is directed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Says she is Miss Grace. She has been handpicked among women. Are you with me? Now, in the message, things that are to be, I'm aware that time is first spent on my time, on my side. He says, if you can bring things that are to be, he preached this on the 5th of December 1965. I just want us to read it together, this one. That is the 5th December, uh, 1965. Just a few days that he could go, then he preached this message. Just go to paragraph 33. Now, there we, I think we, if we can just read it together there. Now, now we are those attributes of God. Do you believe that this morning? We cannot live by creeds. That's why this pulpit will never dispense creeds. We cannot live by denominationalism. We must live by the weight because the bride is a part of the bridegroom. Like any wife is a part of her husband. Therefore, we must be that weight bride. What is that weight bride? The manifestation of this hour. For the manifestation of this hour. This, the bride, not a creed or a denomination. You are the manifestation of this hour. Not a creed or a denomination. But a living oracle of God. A living attribute of God. Displaying to the world the attributes of God. In the formation of the bride. That's to be expressed in this hour that we are living in. Let's sum it up. Brother Ram say we must be that way bride. Which is the manifestation of this hour. One. An oracle, a living oracle of God, too, 
a living attribute of God, displaying to the world the attributes of God in the formation of the bride that's to be expressed in this hour that we are living in. And in one message it says, the entire New Testament was speaking about this hour. And I'm saying, as we are closing here, be that bright. Make sure that you are clothed by the weight. Don't feed on denominationalism. Don't feed on creeds. Feed on the weight. Hallelujah. Because you become what you eat. The more you eat the weight, you become the weight. Are you still with me? Now, I was asking that I just heard that Rwanda has sent the satellite into the space. And I got curious that if you send the satellite into the space, what holds it together into the space? And I'm told that the satellites are able to orbit around the planet because they are locked into speeds that are fast enough to defeat the downward pull of gravity. That means when you shoot the satellite, it goes into space. The reason it doesn't come down is because the speed that makes it to move into the space, it is more powerful than the pull, that is, that the, the force of gravity that can make it fall. This morning... By the grace of God, let every believer be shut up into heavenly places. That the powers that must retain you there must be more powerful than the powers that want to bring you down. And when you do that, then you've got your position in Christ. Why we say we are, this is a Thanksgiving message, the bride is taking shape. The bride is, we are looking at China there, right in a communist stage. I mean, I was talking to you the other time. One of the leaders, the church there, but for some reason, is owned by the government. And one of the government leaders came across the message. They testified to him. He believed the message. And after they believed the message, he was just rejoicing. And after a while, they went to the message believers through the work of Brother Ed Biscard. They translated the first King James Bible into Chinese. And they took it to China. And when they were there with those leaders there, and they were talking and rejoicing about this new Bible, that they have new Bible in the sense that it's translated, still the old Bible. Now, this other one asked the question and said, I understand that Schofield Bible has got a commentary. But where is the commentary of this Bible? Does the, has, whoever translated it, does he not have some commentary? And it says, the brother that was talking about it says, we were eating around the table. And I said, no, we don't have a commentary. He says, says they were driving to the hotel when the, where they were supposed to drop him off. Before they dropped him off, the brother asked again and said, listen, are you sure that whoever translated the Bible does not have a commentary like Schofield? Then you know what is a commentary is when you've got a verse and there is a commentary in terms of what it means. Now, right there, the Holy Ghost dropped a thought into the uh, mind of that brother. He says, you know, it slipped my mind. We actually have a commentary. He says, really? And right there, he took out the, the, the USB cable. And on the USB cable, he had the, the table, the message software. He says, as you read this, there is a commentary there. Just install it on your computer. Glory to God. What is the commentary? The message of the hour. So that means, whatever you read here, the message is not a second Bible. This is the Bible in a closed form. The message, it is the same Bible, but in a revealed form. 
So the brother was saying, but you are giving me King James Version, but it is still closed. I need this to be open. And what opened it? The message software. The message of William Brennan opens the Bible. And that's why we say, we thank God for this message. We thank God that this message came into this town. We thank God that we are the product of this message. We thank God that through this message, we have an assurance that we are going into the rapture. We thank God that through this message, we are infallible. I say we are infallible through this message. This message, we are infallible. Nothing will bring us down. Glory be to God. And the church will take a shape. And this church must be a lighthouse in this community. I've said it many a time. Don't change the standard. Keep it as it is. God has got his own seat in this town. They want exactly the same standard that when we came into the message, it was. Don't drop it because if you drop it, the city will say, but you look like any other church down the road. Why should we go to Lighthouse if we can go to any other church down the road? We're not like another church down the road. Why? Because we have come in contact with the messenger of the hour and this message is revealed to us. Are you here, sisters? Our dressing has got to be different. Our dressing has got to be different. It has to make somebody walk in and say, goodness, only if I could, our church could be like this church. In this town, outside the message community, no other one can produce the result that this message can produce. Allow the message to operate unhindered. I say allow the message to operate unhindered. Even the pastor says secretly will talk among themselves that there is another church, there is certain believers, the way they believe and the way they live, we can never reach those high. They will respect you even when they disagree with you. God bless you richly. I'm only in this message by grace. How many are in this message by grace? Folks, for many years later, I had somebody say, only, the only regret that I have is that I should have received this message when I was still younger. It's like honey in the rock. It gets better every year and year by year. Amen. As we stand to our feet. Are there witnesses in the building?
over the building, all over the building. song let us just worship how many are thankful to be in this message amen Leave us. Yeah, no. 
says dear God we would cry Abba Father Lord when we have received what we received this morning Lord it is word Lord in due season Father it is word Lord to remind us O oh God and, and Lord plant us on higher ground Father and put us into our position Father Lord like I was overwhelmed Lord even this morning with the thoughts that you have flooded me Lord The world's looking for a rapture, Father. Searching, Lord, and believing, Father, that they're in the rapture and the motivational speakers, Father, lying to them, Lord, that they're in the rapture, Father. And yet, Lord, this little bride, Father, is in the rapture, Father. Yes. Presently, Father. Partaking, dear Lord, of the heavenly blessings, dear God. Father, we may be thankful, Lord, this morning, Father. Lord, as the message of thanksgiving, dear God. Lord, we could thank you, Lord, for our work and for our children, dear God. We could thank you for our cars and our houses, Father. We could thank you, Lord, for the clothes on our backs, Father. We could thank you, Lord, for the shoes on our feet, dear God. We could thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers, dear God, when we were in need, Father. We could give you many thanks, dear God, in so much, dear Lord Jesus. But, oh God, to thank you, Father, for eternal life. To thank you, oh God, for the Holy Spirit, Father. Lord, to quicken this message unto us, Father, and make it alive, dear God. 
Lord, that we could be identified, Lord, that your word would never return void, Father, that your word is being made flesh this morning, Father. A confirmation in our souls, Father, that this message is the truth, Lord. Preached in 1965, Father. But Lord, it materialized, O oh God, Father, this morning, Lord, that we can say, Father, it is the truth, Lord. Because of the signs and the wonders and the miracles, Father, when you were vindicating through the first pool and the second pool, Lord, of your prophet's message, Father. But Lord, when this word become flesh this morning, dear God, it convinces us, it behooves us, it pushes us, Lord, to another level, dear Lord Jesus, that we know, that we know, that we know, Father, this is the absolute truth, Father. And it helps us to press on this morning, Father. As children, Father, as responsible people in this community, Father, that's dying, Lord, even within the ranks of the message, Father, God. Lord, we have no excuse, Father, on the day of judgment, dear God, to hear the truth come out like this, dear Lord Jesus. So we're praying as a people this morning, help us, each one of us, dear Lord Jesus. The hour is late, dear Lord. It's closer than we think, Father. It's one minute to midnight, dear Lord Jesus. Any day now, dear Father God, like Russia caught the revelation, Father, that this message is true because nobody saw and knew their secret, Father. We know very well, dear God, that the hour, that it's closing in, Lord. The walls are closing in, the doors are closing in, Father God. How we should gird up our loins, Father, and wrap ourselves, Lord, with this message, Father, that's been provided by Malachi 4, dear Lord, and displayed, Father, with the faith and the revelation that we have before we leave this earth, dear Father God. In the translation, dear Lord, that was unknown unto man before, dear God, Father, is being made, Father, materialized in this hour, dear God. Lord, forgive us. Dear Lord, when we hear you speak like this, dear Lord Jesus, we just want to humble ourselves and realize how short we have come of this message, Father. To whom much is given, much is required, dear Lord Jesus. You have given us a revelation, Father, more than anyone, Lord, in this world, dear Lord, the billions of people, dear God. But too much is given, much is required, Father. And what we have produced, Father, we are ashamed of this morning, dear God. Help us this morning, Father. We love you, dear Lord. We realize the angels were created, Father, to worship you, Father. But we were not just created to worship, Lord. We were created to worship and love you, dear God. And you said, if you love me, keep my word, keep my commandment, keep this message of the hour, which is, Lord, the commentary, dear Lord, and the revelation of the Bible, Lord, this morning. Come in plain view, Father. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would help each and every brother and sister that has come faithfully this morning, dear God. We realize that the word has come with a high calling, Father God. And it is because what it is, Father. And we just want to look up to it and say, help us, Father. We want to grow into it, Lord. We want to become one with it, dear Lord Jesus. And we know that would please you, Father. Nothing else would please you, Father. A shout, a jump, a dance, Father, dear God. A good song, Father. Emotions, dear Lord, that won't please you, Father. But what will please you, dear Lord, is when we put on the image like you. 
when we're wrapped in the righteousness of this word, Father. We have enough, Lord, testimonies, Father. We have enough of leaders, Father. We have a prophet that is burned and opened the way for us, Lord. We have no excuse this morning, Father. Help us, dear Lord Jesus. One of the days, dear Lord, it would close like how it closed in the days of Noah, Father. Help us, Father, dear Lord. And we realize it's the Holy Ghost that had closed that door, Father God. Help us, Father, Lord, we pray. We have heard the message, dear God. Please, dear Lord, we love you this morning. The children of God love you and they need you this morning, Father. Bless them and keep them, Father. Each and every child, each and every brother, each and every mother, each and every sister. Lord, just just undertake for them. Lord, you know the trials that they are facing, Father, Lord. Almost unbearable, dear Lord, if it wasn't for this message, Father. Lord, there's a thousand questions, Father, but there's just one answer, Lord, and that's Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever, God. The message that we have, dear Lord Jesus. May you grant them a blessing, dear Lord. May you take them through, Father. May you supply their needs, Father. Many are afflicted this morning, Lord. Many are broken and torn and tattered, Father, dear Lord Jesus. Many need answers this morning, Father, Lord. Many need finance this morning, dear God. Many need healing this morning, Father. Father, you are here, dear God, without a shadow of doubt, Lord. There's no need for us to scream and shout, Father. You have come in word form, Lord, the greatest form, Father. The word of God, Father. It's enough to take us in a rapture, dear Lord. What more healing, Lord? What more financial gain, Father? What more than these simple needs, dear Lord Jesus? May you undertake, dear God, I just pray. Give your children the faith, Lord, that they in need of this morning, dear God. Please, dear Lord, we love you. We bless your name. We thank you for all that thou hast done, dear God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Amen. Brother Masuma, you may come and take the stage. Amen. God bless you.
Bonaire, so. Yeah. 